Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's up, John? Oh, it's summertime. It's hot. It's great. Yeah. We yeah. went to a wedding. We, we were I did go to a week. wedding. Yeah, I went to a New Z- my very first New Zealand wedding. Yeah? It was interesting. Was What's New Zealand about it? Uh, where we were was the, probably the smallest town, the smallest small town New Zealand I've been to. It was very weird. Um, yeah, lots of uh, lots of locals. <laughs> and then the locals could be a little feisty. But no, it was good. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean they're like getting handsy? No, they can just. You know, that's especially when you're when you're not when you don't blend in with everybody else. Oh, well, people can ask you a lot that? of questions. Whose like, fault is that? You got like, you got your ac- your accents all wrong. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you got to talk from? their way. It's like, where'd you come from? It's like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. did you come from? <laughs> no, I, wow. I, I didn't get any questions like that. Um, but no, it was it was good. It was just it was not as formal as maybe weddings in the States are. It was a lot more casual, which was nice. I don't know. I told you about my stepsister's wedding, right? It was a Wiccan wedding. Yeah. yeah. That this was not a Wiccan formal. wedding. They served cupcakes instead of cake. We had cupcakes as well. What? Yes. We had cupcakes. There was not a wedding cake. There were cupcakes. Now, I'm not, I'm not opposed to cupcakes instead of cake. Because most people can't cut cake. Yeah, it's awful. And just becomes a big disaster portions. I swear to God, the the amount of times that I've heard my family say, uh, I just want a little piece, just a bit, just a little piece. Oh, you think I could eat a piece that big? Just have a cupcake. <laughs> yeah, because then you can eat whatever you want out of the cupcake. And it's not like you're just mangling the cake to cut all these different weird sizes. And then I get to judge you when you don't finish a cupcake because it's tiny. Yeah, That's how I feel. I swear, my family could cut anything to a shareable portion size <laughs> could they make a cupcake be shared between eight people oh i've seen it i've seen it i've seen um i i've seen do you know baked by melissa no i don't baked by melissa are these little cupcakes they're like quarter sized cupcakes like an american quarter all right for you new zealand I don't know. Give me a New Zealand sized coin. That's about uh, the size I think of New quarter. Zealand has a 50 cent piece. That's kind of like a quarter. It's Perfect. Size. Perfect. Um, I've seen those things cut in half. Wow. <laughs> With also, what? With like a surgical blade. <laughs> well, no, you just, you just cut it. It's still a round disc. It, 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 the point, the point isn't that it can't be cut in half. The point is that it is cut in half because it is a one bite cupcake. Yeah. And here's another thing. While I'm on my cutting in half things, I don't like it when people cut a slice of pizza in half. You yeah, that's I mean? weird too. Yeah. You, you I don't eat like the it. slice that was cut by you by the people making the pizza. I'm with you. And while I'm on the subject, I especially don't like it when it's the last slice of pizza that gets cut in half. It's just upsetting. It just, hmm. I don't, it just makes it worse. I don't know why it makes it worse, but it does. Hot, hard truths. Yeah. Just eat it, pick it up, put it in your mouth, eat it like an adult. All right. You know how uncomfortably full I am because of the amount of barbecue I ate for dinner right now? Oh, I believe it. Yeah, very, very. But you know what? <laughs> I suffered through it. I didn't cut that shit in half. Yeah, I guess that's famous last words, huh? 
<laughs> I, I muscled through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but those those are just, you know, little peeves. Little peeves. I don't even know how we got there. Cupcakes. Yeah, we were not about cupcakes at a wedding. <laughs> and then you not went down this you went down this path. It was very weird. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm not opposed to it. Not opposed to it. So the wedding was nice though? Yeah, not it was formal. Good. It was very good. It wasn't formal. Um sometimes that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was Especially it was fine. It's summertime yeah, again, there. No, it was nice. The weather was nice up there where we were. Okay. Uh, we were in a town called Gisborn, aka Gisborne. Um, so yeah, it was good. Yeah, but it was good. All right. No major cool. complaints. Good stuff. And then we're going to be off. Uh, sounds like we're going to be next skipping week, another week. Next week, got to go to a hockey tournament. Look at this. Just living life in New Zealand. Going to be uh, down to the every others. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going from all the different ends. I'm going to North Island, South Island. We're going all over the place. You're going all around New Zealand without a fear of COVID. Although I did see you have to wear masks on the plane. Yes, you had to wear a mask on the plane, which is weird because it is uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Wearing a mask when you're sitting in a seat and just breathing is not great. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's uncomfortable. Your lips get chapped. It's an hour flight. Every flight in New Zealand is like an hour. <laughs> okay, so I'm used to wearing like masks on the train at this point. And it's... Yeah. I deal with it. I don't, and again, like I don't, maybe I need to buy a better mask, but you don't fly enough to really own some fancy mask. Uh, but it's fancy mask, but it's, it's, it's odd. Like it's, I just have a regular mask and you breathe into it and it's just, it's a little gross. Get yourself some designer mask, get yourself some leopard skin mask. Or I don't, like I don't fly enough. So it's just like, I don't want to spend a bunch of time buying a mask when you don't fly enough. Yeah. Also like, yeah, well, apparently like flying on planes is actually not that unsafe because the way they filter out the air constantly. People think, oh, planes are very unsafe. Play it's like, no, wash your hands and uh, don't like breathe in somebody's mouth directly. Yeah. And again, I think a lot of it is just is just New Zealanders trying to, you know, trying to give up the appearance that, like, oh, you know, we're really being safe about it. But there's no real need to do it. It's just one of those things where it's like you're traveling. You need to make sure that you wear a mask. And so everyone wears a mask and it's it's fine. It's just it just it's a little weird. Like it's not you know what? All those people complaining about wearing a mask. Um, They're idiots. But at the same time, it is uncomfortable. So I think you can be both. Right. You can be an idiot for not wearing a mask for for not wearing a mask on behalf of everyone else around you. But it can be uncomfortable. I think that's fair to say. But yeah. Live with sure. your own comfort. That's fine. Shave. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. If you shave, mask is more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have any hair. Yeah. It doesn't have your face. No, no rubbing. Yep. Yeah. Sure does. Well, cool. Glad you had a good time. I'm trying to think what happened here. Oh, of course. In my, in my world, in my excitement, I uh, made a stuffed mochi pancake stuffed with, of course, matcha chocolate. So that happened. I mean, how much matcha do you own? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question because it changes at any given moment. The question is asked at this point. I have like one tin of matcha from Chalate, which is a place in the city, which has probably the best. It's it's a decent value for decent matcha. That's pretty good across the board, whether you're drinking it straight up or putting it in pancakes. But I got a lot of it. And I go through it quite a bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's good. And, you know, I don't go around asking people how much coffee they own. That's kind of a personal <laughs> question. <laughs> <sighs> but no one's making coffee pancakes. I don't know if that's even a good idea. That's probably gross. I know I would hate it. 
Yeah, it's probably a little rough. Yeah, like I, I don't think coffee pancakes would be very good. I mean, I don't think matcha pancakes would be very good, but I mean, that's that's all great. You yeah, call sure, it, I mean, um, but I, wouldn't a coffee pancake be like a t- you can make a tiramisu pancake? I sure, that's, a thing. that's coffee. That's got a little coffee base in it. I could get through tiramisu. It's very mild. It's very subtle. It's about like one percent of the tiramisu flavor profile. Hmm. I can't do an affogato. That's I don't even like know what that is. <laughs> an affogato. An affogato is where you have ice cream and then you pour coffee over it, like you uh-huh. in a, like usually in a, a shot of espresso, I believe, goes over it. Mm. It's fine, but at that point, you're really crossing the the line of the level of coffee I'm willing to accept in any given food or drink consumption. I just don't like it. Well, yeah. It's fine, you know. You do you. I'm not going to judge anybody for liking coffee, and I don't, I don't like people judging me for my matcha obsessions. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> But even if I do put it in pancakes, <laughs> it's antioxidants. What if we found out? Because I keep I keep getting all these because of the amount of matcha that I buy and things. Google Taylor search, uh, you know, search results and uh, news stories. There's always news stories that pop up that say matcha is helping immunity and um, and weight loss and all these other things. What if the only reason? I'm not 400 pounds is because of the amount of matcha I drink. Might be. That might be the secret. (laughs) Just load it up with antioxidant and uh, all the good stuff, all that green stuff. So that's, that's the trick then. And once I stop consuming that, like, I'll just replace matcha with Coke and we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what are you going to do when they come out and go, in like 10 years, they go, matcha is like the worst thing you can possibly put into your body. What's going to happen? Uh, that's weird. I guess, I guess you just you just enjoyed the ride, huh? It just is what it is. At that point. I, you know, I don't. I think I could stop whenever I want. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it. I just enjoy it. You know, it's just like a thing I like to do every so often. So if I go through like a 10 every two weeks, right? Then... You know, I could just stop. I'll just stop. Maybe it'll be like a once in a while type thing. You know, like when I'm drinking, I'll have a much. <laughs> just trying to, you get it. You see where I'm going with this. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I I can't imagine that scenario. If they did, I'd drink something else. Because you know, I'm sure there's going to be some like, let's see, matcha bad for you. I just Googled that. Although matcha, here we go. Start right there. Although matcha is generally considered safe when consumed in small amounts as a beverage, it's important to not go overboard. (laughs) Due to the the caffeine content, green tea may trigger certain side effects such as headache, insomnia, irritability, diarrhea, and heartburn when consumed in excess. Yeah, but what is excess? Right? That's the question. I mean, sure. I haven't had any of these problems. I feel great all the time, uh, except for right now where I'm just really full because I had too much barbecue. Okay, here we go. Matcha may contain fluor. Oh, Jesus. Matcha may contain fluoride, arsenic, and lead, which are absorbed by the tea plant from the surrounding soil. While the NIH cautions against consuming more than five cups of green tea daily. All right, to be clear, I, I don't have five cups. <laughs> I'd say at most I have three. Usually it's one or two. I usually have one in the morning 
and then I might have one in the afternoon. That's it. The equivalent amount of matcha is far less because the powdered leaves are consumed. Children are children and pregnant or nursing women should avoid it. If you're considering the use of matcha for health condition, make sure to consult your physician first. This is from verywellfit.com. Well, there you go. Yeah. You're not a so child, like. you're not pregnant, and you're good. But here we go. Here's the here's the quick bullet points at the end. What we like, high in antioxidants, may help reduce heart disease risk, can aid in weight loss, caffeine can promote alertness. What we don't like may cause stomach upset. Who the hell writes it like that? Can cause constipation. Other side effects are common with overuse. Caffeine may cause insomnia. Well, that's the same with coffee. I actually think that was the reason why I couldn't sleep on Sunday night because I had like three cups of matcha with my uh, with my sushi after hockey. It was a terrible game. No, wait. Sunday was a good game. I was thinking of the Sunday prior. Anyway, before we get into the news. Oh, man. <laughs> I need to. I wrote this down because this is a conversation I had with my dad a couple weeks back. He keeps telling me I should buy uh, a bike so I can bike around the city, specifically an electric bike. Yeah. Um, I I don't want one. I don't really have the interest in doing that. I never really had the need for it. I still don't see it. And it's also cold as hell right now, so it's not really on my mind. And my one of my concerns with riding a bike around the city is that it just feels a little dangerous. You know? There's just a certain unease about riding a city, riding a bike around the city in a well, bunch you got to ride in the street. Right. And that's I yeah. think the main problem is that taxis will definitely hit you at some point. Right. Like, I feel like I've seen yeah, someone get hit he, by a taxi on a bike. I feel like I've seen it. Before. Honestly, and, and my dad got he got car doored by a, by a taxi. Yeah. 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 Like I said, that once, doesn't surprise me twice. at all. Yeah. yeah that doesn't surprise and me. I yeah. So that that's like one of my major hangups about it. There's just a certain unease about it. Uh, now, there are bike lanes and all that stuff, but, you know. You see obstructions in the bike lanes all the time. There's videos online of people just riding the bike lanes and just like hitting stuff because of what's in it. It's like, I'm not supposed to leave the bike lane. They're kind of funny. His retort to the safety was, do you think it's, do you think it's safer to play hockey than it is to ride a bike in the city? And <laughs> to which I said, yeah, without a question. <laughs> Yeah. So I pose the question to you: Which do you think is more dangerous, riding a bike in the in New York City, or playing ice hockey? Riding a bike. Yeah. I haven't seen many um, little crosses on the side of the ice rink. How injured have you been playing ice hockey? I've like, broke your worst injury. Uh, breaking my thumbs. You broke you you broke both thumbs <laughs> at separate points. Yeah. And uh, I think my index finger as well. That one, that one got a bad injury. I don't know if that was ever broken, but definitely one thumb, and then a few years later, the other thumb. That was that was the worst. The other one, which I'd say was the worst, but nothing broken, is when um, I, I ran into the is when I hit the boards and um, the way the boot is, and because I skate barefoot, it like raised one of my toenails. Ooh. Sorry for the imagery, oh. and uh, and. I basically couldn't put on socks for a few days Ugh. because I could, and I couldn't walk because like it was too. Now I didn't lose that nail. When I broke my right thumb, I lost, I lost that nail. Um, 
but yeah, putting on that. And then when I, I bas- it was in the summertime. So I was able to like walk around where it flip flops and stuff, but yeah, it took like uh, about a week or so or two before I could actually have that, um, that toenail heal. That was painful. Oh, oh, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about it. I haven't, I haven't really broken any other bones. Haven't lost any teeth. Um, no broken ribs. I'm going to say long term, probably some of the concussions I've I probably had probably weren't good for me long term. <laughs> yeah, never got a like, concussion. Yeah, like playing contact hockey, I definitely had a couple of concussions where yeah. you just kind of get wrecked and you're just like, oh, um, but yeah, I'm I don't also, think I've actually broken. I mean, I'm sure I might have broken something, but no bone big enough to stop me from skating. Yeah, I'm also a bit of a pacifist uh, and I'm not like on the ice. I'm not one to start a fight with somebody. And I'm pretty alert on what's going on, so pretty pretty nimble on my feet there. So if so if I ever get close to sustaining an injury, it or in that situation, I could get out of it pretty quickly. The one time I tried to jump into a fight, not jump into <laughs> a fight. Let me let me reverse that. Um, there was a there was a point in my game uh, in one of my games where. A guy was like straddling somebody on my team, on the other team. He was straddling the dude on my team and just like punching him. <laughs> and me seeing this and not standing for it, you know, as the captain of the team, I got to protect my boys. I, uh, <laughs> I like skate in and lunge at this dude and just bounce right off of him. <laughs> Ah, and then and then another guy on my team actually gets up behind him and pulls him off, which is probably a more practical way to do it. He also was uh, he also has the body shape to where he has more more leverage, as one would say. And he got a penalty for being the third man. in, even though yep. I was technically the third. man. In. Yeah. <laughs> but the ref just looked at you and said, all right, buddy, like you tried, they probably, but they probably thought that was a mistake. They're like, you didn't yes. mean to do that. No, sure, he didn't, he didn't mean, to, mean do to do that. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, there's that. All right, let's jump into some news. By the way, now that it's now that uh, Joe Biden's president until uh, March 5th, according to QAnon. Um, but at the moment, <laughs> wait, what's going to happen March 5th? I have no idea. Apparently, he's going to be the 19th president because there hasn't been a legitimate president since like the 1800s. I don't know. Some racist uh-huh. bullshit. So okay. anyway, yeah, don't worry about that. For now, he's president. Uh, you know, you're, you're COVID free down there in New Zealand. So, you're, you know, you're pretty safe. Uh, so are you actively, are you still like not watching the news on social media? Like what's your, not really. I mean, there's, I mean, to be honest with you, the news is boring now. Um, so it's kind of nice. I don't know. We there's just not much somebody. news to watch. Like I've, the most news I've gotten, I think is one of our stories today. Um, I get news that kind of feels like regular news now. It's not just Trump said this, let's talk about it for two days. Like th- those days are gone, which is great. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Well, sort of. Buckle up because uh, things are about to get weird in uh, right. in the Republican Party. That Trump Trump is not gone; it is a festering cancer that is going to be sticking around for a while and will slowly take over this country until we're all dead. How's that for optimism? Yeah, uh, sure. You know, I was going to talk about this story about a uh, dinosaur killing impact came from the edge of the solar system, but I'm going to kill that one. And here are your three choices instead. <laughs> Uh, all right. Your choices are Tiger Woods, Lady Gaga, and uh, Denmark Television. 
Uh, let's do Lady Gaga, Denmark Television, and then Tiger Woods last. Okay. Lady Gaga. Reading from the AP. And it's because it starts better than the story. I, I like the headline because it it, it already gives away the, uh, the ending, which is good because you don't want to be dour about it. Lady Gaga's dogs recovered safely. This was reported 38 minutes prior to this recording. Recovered so this, from what safely? Well, we're going to find out. Lady Gaga's two French bulldogs, which were stolen by thieves who shot and wounded the dog walker, were recovered unharmed Friday, Los Angeles police said. That should kind of be the end of the story, right? That's yeah, a one I sentence news story, but they could. But they continue, and I'll respect the AP as real news. A woman brought the dogs to the LAPD Olympic Community Police Station just northwest of downtown around 6 p.m., said Captain Jonathan Tippett, commanding officer of the Elite Robbery Homicide Division. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's the both. Elite gotta, Division. The Elite. It's this, these, these are gagas, you know? <laughs> That calls for the, the best of the best. The best of the, the best. best. Yeah. You can't just send old uh, schmucko cop out there being like, oh, what's going on over here? You guys see any dogs around here? I don't know. Can't have that guy. You need the elite. You need Jonathan Tippett. You need special forces and <laughs> Hollywood actor, actress, musician, dog recovery, French you bulldog. Need, recovery. You need guns. You need battering rams. You need night vision goggles and infrared sensors. You need, you need SWAT flash music. You need, you need LL Cool J da-na-na, and Colin Farrell. Right? Is that the cast of SWAT? I believe it was LL Cool J and Colin Farrell. It sure was. And then it had that guy from uh, from uh, Sports Night. Oh, who was that? I'm trying to remember. He ends up being the bad guy. Um, Spoiler something, alert. something Charles. He's got. No, he's, it's one so, of those. I mean, two, I mean, we miss Samuel Jackson. Name. Oh yeah, that's true. But, I mean, those, look at this. Hold on, I just went to the Wikipedia page. This cast. I'm gonna read you this cast else. for this movie. It's great. It's great. Samuel yeah. Jackson, Colin Farrell, Michelle Rodriguez, LL Cool J, yep. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yep, he's the bad guy. Yeah, Brian Van Holt. This guy's got a very square jaw. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I mean, Wait, what that, about the guy who day. I was thinking of? Josh Charles. Josh Charles. There you go. Two first names. That's the guy. <laughs> Him. He was in the uh, circuit. He was. Sports he was Night. Night. Sports and he Night. was in The Good Wife. Didn't see it. Yeah. Anyway, the singer is current. Singer? Oh, my God. It's one of those nights. The singer is currently in Rome to film a movie. Oh, wait, I missed. She's not even with her dogs. No. Well, that's why the Walker had him. Lady Gaga's representative and and detectives went to the station and confirmed that they were the dogs. That's got to be a hell of a scene. (laughs) We need uh, the dogs just like sitting somewhere and like some guy comes in and like looks at their teeth and like lifts them up a bit. And he's like. (laughs) Yeah, these are Lift, the dogs. Lifts up the tail, sniffs the butt. Be like, yeah. yep, this is them. That's this is them. <laughs> this is them. Smells smells like the uh, smells like the bottles of some organic <laughs> some organic diet. We got these dogs on. Absolutely, absolutely. The woman who dropped off the dogs appears to be quote uninvolved and unassociated. And so where did she find the dogs from? Where did yeah, she find them? Just found two puppies. 
maybe it maybe just said, a these must be Lady Gaga's puppies. Yeah. Do you think puppies? Do you think the do the celebrity puppies have paparazzi that follow them around? I guess it depends on the dog. Like French bulldogs, and, and look, French bulldog might might be the most overrated dog. They shouldn't exist. of all time. They shouldn't now, look, exist. You're they're right. cute, but they shouldn't exist. Like they, they literally exist. should not exist. They're naturally born with like smushed faces. Yes, and they have, just in pain have problems breathing, and yep. they've got big ears. Sad. And they're like one of the most popular dogs ever, and yeah. it's a Hollywood dog. Yes. Well, they're toy. They're like toys. So like little novelty. Um, look at this cute thing I have. They're they're yes. baggable. You know, you put them in bags. Yes. That's yes. why they they're baggable. Yes. That's why they're easily stolen. I like. Uh, I, I now look. I appreciate a dog that's that's baggable, but I also appreciate a dog that can breathe on its own. And that's got a little bit of function, right? Like you can walk it without like, can you even walk a French bulldog? Like how was this thing? I mean. Yeah. Oh, you can walk it. They, they waddle around. Yeah. They're, so how far silly, was this dog walker from faces. where they were? Like I, I feel like this would have been an easy hijacking. Oh, so you're saying these dogs couldn't get very far. Yeah. I'm going to say that these dogs were. They got little legs. You know, I, I might be victim shaming, but you know, yeah. if they sounds were a little like, bit more functional, like then uh, maybe they wouldn't have gotten snatched. Just saying. I don't know. It wasn't immediately how it wasn't immediately clear how she obtained the dogs. Yeah, clearly. The dog walker, Ryan Fisher, was shot once as he walked three of the singer's dogs in Hollywood. She got three of these things? Good God. Video showed a white sedan pulling up and two men jumping out. They struggled with the dog walker before one pulled a gun and fired a single shot before fleeing with two of the dogs. The dog walker could be held. You think the third dog helped out with the investigation? Or was it an inside job? Oh, you think he was just trying to get rid of the other two? It's like, I, you know what? These these two stole some food from me once. Sounds about right. Did not appreciate that. The dog walker can be heard on the video saying he had he had been shot in the chest. Yikes. Wow. Tippett said he is expected to survive his injuries. Well, that's good. Wow. Lady shot Gaga, in the chest. Ooh. Lady Gaga on Friday repeated her offer of $500,000 reward for the return of her dogs, whose names are Koji and Gustav, with no asked question, with no you questions named asked. named dog Gustav. Yeah. Like, of course he's going to get picked on and stolen. You named him Gustav. Yeah. Quote, I continue to love you, Ryan Fisher. You risked your life to fight for our family. You're forever a hero. And quote, she said in an Instagram post. And that's the story. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I, I think if someone put a gun to me and said, give me the dogs. I'm like, these ain't my dogs. Here you go. <laughs> these, are, these are Lady Gaga's dogs, but go for yeah. it. So this guy Wait. was loyal to the cause. Yeah. I mean, is she going to pay for his medical bills? I guess she has to, right? Because she's not even in the state. She's somewhere filming a movie. Doesn't medical insurance cover that? You know, if you're shot. If he has medical if he has medical insurance, what dog walker do you know that gets medical insurance? I guess we did repeal the the mandate. Thanks, Trump. Yeah. Uh so I guess it's very well very well that he's uninsured. I mean, Lady he's in LA. Gotta... He he might he might be in SAG. <laughs> he's got a SAG card. Of course he does. I'm sure Gaga would help him with some medical bills. Yeah, it seems like it. Gaga seems like a good one. Seems also, like. if you if you find these people, this this is the problem with French bulldogs. They, their their noses are too smushed in, so they can't they can't smell where they've been, so they can't trace back to the crime. And I base that on no science whatsoever, just my own assumptions. 
Yeah, I guess. We took um, the wild out of these dogs. All right. Yeah, yeah. These dogs aren't gonna make it. Like, like you downbreeded these things to be uh this is this is the opposite. Like in one direction, you had you have these horse breeders making them faster, stronger, yes, and quicker. Big and bodies, then, tiny little legs, tiny fast little legs. Yeah, and, and then in the other direction, you have these things. It's like, let's make their faces more smushed in and really they're, impractical. They're cute and, that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, yeah. you know, you need a fighting dog. If you want a little dog, get a Pomeranian. Yeah, you need something that's gonna yap. Yeah, you're gonna need a yappy dog. I don't know if French bulldogs yap. I don't know. Uh, they don't do anything. They just they they grunt. They, they just like breathe. Grunt and, they grunt and snort. Yeah, they're breathers. It's, it's uncomfortable. The first time I was around a uh, French bulldog and I could hear it, I was like, "What? What's wrong with the dog?" <laughs> and, I, and I was Why is told he breathing like that, that? They, that they're all like that. Now you could have a surgery done for the dog to fix that it's kind of messed up the you know that the first thing you do when a with the dog is like yeah i just got a surgery and it'll fix this natural thing that we bred it to have it's like ugh. i feel bad for him i feel bad for him between french i also don't know the difference between a french bulldog and a pug the ears french bulldogs have really big ears that's what i always thought like their ears are huge and they stick straight up let's see pugs don't have big ears like that yeah, pugs have flop French, ears, right? Pugs have more flops, and the French bulldogs have big pointy ears. Oh, okay. Where a pug is more like the mix between a bulldog and a French bulldog. Oh, but they but both yeah, French, have the same. They both have the same issues. Right? Yeah, but French bulldogs have like these giant satellite ears. Oh, here you, they also got some facial differences as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, what like, is a, a pug looks pug. more like a regular. Oh, there's a crossbreed. Like oh my god, what is a Frenchie pug? It is a crossbreed between a Frenchie a and a pug. It's also known as a frog. Oh, a frog. <laughs> what? A frog. What is a puggle? <laughs> oh, a, a puggle. This it's is a, a cross. And a pug. It's a it's a beagle and a pug. Oh, beagle! It's a beagle and a pug. It's a though. puggle. That's a fun name. I, you know yeah. what? I'd get one just so I could say I have a puggle. Now, puggle. you know, you know, I got issues with dogs with the word uh, with the word caca and oodle in it. But I'd be cool with a puggle. Yeah. <laughs> wow, puggles are kind of adorable. Look at this dog. It's weird. It's got like a real man face. It's got like a regular. It's got like the pug's ears. Oh yeah, but like, but like the weird. stout of a like this. If you type in Puggle into Google Images, yeah, there's this like one you... dog that looks like a, like a man. He's got a man's <laughs> face. It looks like yeah. It looks like you've transferred this head on the wrong body. Yes. Yes. Yeah, are you you are you looking at the same picture that I am? It's very odd. So dogtime.com. Oh, okay. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. That's it. That's a that's a that's a dog that's seen some things. Yes, that that that's a wise dog. That dog is going to tell yeah. you a story on your travels. <laughs> yeah, and it and it is one foot tall. Yes, <laughs> he's going to say, "Sit down, traveler, and let me tell you the story of my people." <laughs> yeah, tells you about. Yeah, it's weird. Journey. It looks it looks like it's got the face of like a big dog, but the body of a little one. It's very odd. What a weird looking dog. Yeah. He's got a big dog's face, but a little dog's body. You were thinking about getting a dog. Where's where you at in the uh thing about getting a dog? As work is picked up, uh probably not. That's not unfortunately. Nice. Unfortunately, the dog needs time, and that's time I don't have. 
What a shame. Unless the dog was willing to take care of itself, <laughs> then the dog's going to have to wait. All right. But I will Fair consider enough. a puggle. I like this adult face looking dog. I still need, you know, when it comes to dogs, it's like, give me, give me a dog that can hold its own. I feel like a puggle could hold its own. I mean, any dog, when I say that, I mean, any, any dog could hold its own against me. I'm not much of a, an intimidation factor. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, someone that could, that could protect me. Just give me a Sheba. That's all I want. Yeah. Sheba's, want. Sheba's like to scream though. That's the problem with Sheba. That's fine. It's fine. Is it though? I'll deal with it. Mm, okay. I'll deal with it. Cause at the end of the day, got a Sheba. I hope, I'll hope it makes funny faces. Yeah. You can farm them out for memes. That, that's a baggable dog as well. Yes, it is. It is. You know? A memeable dog. Memeable T- and baggable. Take them with me. Be best buds. Me and my Sheba. Go on adventures together. We'll, solve, we'll, name solve, we'll solve crimes. What would I name my Sheba? These are great questions. Now, when I think about naming a dog, I think about what I would yell in a park when I'm trying to get it to come back, you know, like you're in a crowd and you got to yell something. Now there is a neighbor that I have not in the apartment complex, but in a house or someplace that I could hear. And this, this neighbor has a dog, I believe named lady. And why do I know this? Because every day, about three times a day, I will hear this. Lady, lady, <laughs> I'll just hear that as she is calling this dog to come back inside. So you you got to think about what you're going to call this dog yeah. to come running back. And it can't be something that's too ridiculous, right? Otherwise, you sound like an asshole because that, you know. It, you don't want to be like Elon Musk yelling, pie, carrot up, squiggly sign, <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck his kid's name is. Epsilon, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, Alpha Epsilon. Like, fuck that. Uh, but yeah, so I thought about it I because I was like, a cool name would be names that I, of like my favorite dog characters in video games. I mean, of course they would. Like... So I was like, you know, obviously, who's who's the best dog in a video game? Duh, Missile from Ghost Trick. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everyone, common knowledge, sure, exactly. But you can't you can't call a dog Missile because you can't just yell Missile across a crowded park. It just doesn't work. <laughs> I think if I if I had a dog, I think I would name it. I would want to name it Kuma. I think that's a good name. Yeah, it means bear in Japanese. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I would say. There was a dog, the, the, an old coworker had a dog named Kuma. That dog was the largest German Shepherd I've ever seen. That dog, <laughs> was, that good... dog was my size. That dog was huge. Yeah. And his name was Kuma, and it fit. He was a giant bear of a dog. <laughs> yeah. If I had a Shiba, it would have to be a Japanese word or name. Hmm. Oishi. And you I... wouldn't name it Oishi. Yeah, I just think about yelling Oishi in the middle of the park. <laughs> Oishi. That's how you gotta say it. Because you I can't, think it works. You can't, yeah, you've got you to say it as a you gotta say it like a man. Year old, a six year old Japanese man. Oishi. Yeah. You can't you can't say it like Oishi. You no. can't say it like that. 
No, he's dog is never coming back. Yes. <laughs> he's like, man, get out of here. You are not the alpha dog this, in this house. This is why I left it, in the first place. <laughs> yes, but if you say it like an old Japanese chef, then you're good. Yeah, exactly. Puts, puts a bass into your voice. Oh, is she? And then he comes running in. Yeah, look at that. I like it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not naming a dog. Oh, is she? No way. No way. I mean, I say that now, but if I had like a little, you know. If it, if I had like a, a Pomeranian, anything would be on the table. Like she's a good name. You could have that, or she could be a good Pomeranian name. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, right, we're gonna talk about this thing. Buckle up. Buckle up. This I'm is buckled um, in. This is from January. Um, I heard about th- this story was uh, I heard about it on a podcast where they read uh, called Dumb People Town, where they read all these stories. They always have excellent stories, and I make it a point to never use their own things, but I needed to get your reaction to this one, so I'm making an exception. Denmark debuts new children's TV show about a man with a huge and uncontrollable penis. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you... (laughs) Notice that I said children's TV show. Yeah, that seems inappropriate, (laughs) but continue to read, please. (laughs) Reading from CNN, fake news. Denmark's flagship broadcaster has suffered blowback over its newest children's TV program, John Dillermond, in an animation starring a man with a penis so massive and flexible, it can save children from danger. (laughs) Wow, this image. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. What are we doing? It can save children from danger, fetch objects from a river, and operate as a pogo stick. Ouch. Ouch. I just want to say ouch on the pogo stick. Also, what would you do if you were in a river, you were going to drown, and then so, and then old John Dillerman comes up and, and threw, his, threw his dick t- towards you, and he's like, grab hold. <laughs> like no, nah, I'm good. You just sink into the ocean. You just go. You know what? It's been a good life. Wow, this cartoon is amazing. I'm watching a clip on YouTube of this. It's like claymation style. Yep. And he it's like is, Wallace and Gromit, right? Yes, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's like pouring gasoline on a fire with it. It's why? <laughs> who made this? Why is this a thing? Well, let me go on. The show, whose 13 episodes are available to watch on the DR Network's website, follows its titular character as he navigates an array of unexpected scenario caused by his inexplicably huge genitalia. In episode one, for instance, the mustache Dillermond used uses his gigantic stripey gross, don't like that, stripey organ as a as a lead for his dog. But quickly, ter- but quickly finds himself inundated with requests from his neighbors to take their pets out for a walk too. At another point in the show, he is stuck floating in midair after balloons are tied to his groin. <laughs> and this picture of that moment is in this article. I don't know if you found that. I'll send I, you I, this. Here you go. You can see that picture of him floating upside down. <laughs> uh, past some guys who are working on some uh, power wires. Yeah. 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 In another episode, he Upstyle. breaks a, 
he breaks a friend's vase with his penis and must raise and must raise money to pay them back. And in a third, he uses it to steal an ice cream to steal an ice cream truck at the zoo. The show's opening montage also shows him using his genitals to keep a lion away from a group of children. I mean, it seems like he's doing good with it, though. Uh, sometimes he broke a vase with it, though. Also, yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? He just said he used it to steal an ice cream at the zoo. But maybe it was for a good the man's call. a thief. He's a menace to society. A still from the program. Oh no, sorry, that was from the that was talking about the image. The show the show is generally met with hilarity in Denmark and across the internet, with many praising it as an appropriate and light heart and lighthearted way to teach children about the human anatomy. Oh, get out of here! This is I mean, read that sentence again of how much BS that is. Don't you want the counterpoint? I, with many praising it as an appropriate. And lighthearted way to teach children about the human anatomy. Who came up with that? Yeah, guys, let me tell you all about your uh, your four feet dicks. <laughs> Estimated. Looking at this dude floating upside down, I'm just taking a. Assuming this guy's like a grown ass man. Actually, no, this thing's as long as he is. So, he looks like. A, I mean, he's got a mustache. That's creepy in itself. That's worse. But some took issue with the main character's central trait. Danish, yeah, you think? Danish politician Morten, oh fuck, Messerschmidt. Yeah, Messerschmidt. Messerschmidt, a member of the right-wing Danish People's Party, said children should not be forced to watch a cartoon depiction of an adult man's groin. I don't think anyone's forcing kids to watch this. It's on the website. No one should be forced to watch this. And it's like, all right, then take these kids out of the get-out machine, forcing them to watch these damn this dude and his wacky dick-based hijinks. And a handful of parents have taken to the Facebook page of DR's Children Network, urging them to remove the program. A a spokesperson for DR told CNN that most of those who criticized the program did so, quote, without even having seen the show because it wasn't released yet, end quote. Quote, now the great majority here in Denmark are making fun of of the few critics instead, end quote. Sarah Cecil added, quote, hundreds of thousands is supporting John Dillerman now. End quote. Quote, in Denmark, it is now a huge success and the children are watching it in big numbers. End quote. She said, telling CNN that 200,000 people have viewed the first episode. In the network's online description of the show, they state that while Dillerman's genitals got him and get him into embarrassing situations, it can be used for good once he embraces that he is different. DR is Denmark's oldest and most well-known broadcaster and was founded and is and was a founding member of the European Broadcasting Union. The network is funded by taxpayer, by the taxpayer, making it the Danish equivalent of the BBC or PBS. Could you imagine PBS showing a show like this? <laughs> no. Sesame Street. And after Sesame Street, John Dillerman, this show. <laughs> this show about a dude's wacky dick hijinks. Wow. Look, I haven't seen the show. All right, let me start there. It's a, it's definitely an allow, but this is the difference, right? This is like, if there's ever been one example you can point to between the difference between a European society and an American society. Yeah. This is it. Cause it's not like explicit. If you think about what's actually happening here, no, it'd be, it would be like, if this dude had like a 10 foot arm, 
it would be the yeah, same. Be thing. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, but instead, you know, it's his dick, and it's silly. And uh, you know, half the population could could relate to that. I mean, I don't think any of them could actually, based on this situation. Um, but yeah, there's no way our Puritan society would ever allow this. Now, if he was running around with two chainsaws on his arm, that would be fine. You could put that be fine. Yeah, if he was cutting people up, we're good. Yep. Yep. It's wacky as a kid's show. I, I, mean, I do wonder what the pitch process was for this. I'm sure it involved a lot of drugs. Denmark, right? They got they got good drugs in Denmark. I, I'm sure they do. They couldn't um, with all the raves closed. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they came up with this, and some guy thought it was hilarious, and then they're trying to pitch it pitch it as a kid show. It's one of those things that goes, "Watch, I bet you I can make this the hottest kid show of all time." In Denmark, these kids growing up thinking about nostalgia. Could you think of the toys? Because you merchandise this stuff, right? Yep. So you got a bunch of Stretch John- Armstrong is the toy. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, so it's like that, except you're stretching his dick. <laughs> Clearly, there's merch. I'm gonna <laughs> look it up. I'm gonna look up John Dillerman yeah. merch. Let's see what we got. Because if it's for kids, Stretch Armstrong is back. As of 2016, Stretch Armstrong is back. That's amazing. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff never really goes away. In 1997, it disappeared, and now it's back. I'm not seeing anything uh, pop up about, like, toys. I just searched John Dillerman toys. It's too new. It's too new. But give it time, because now that we've made a... Now that people have complained about it, you know, people are going to watch it. They're going to want toys. They're going to want a bunch of merch. They're going to want shirts. The dude also looks super creepy. He is super creepy. He's got super creepy mustache. He's like wearing an old oh bathing, God. like an old striped bathing suit is what he's wearing. This is nuts. I'm watching the video now. Holy crap. It's really crude. It's more, it's like this really weird straw thing. And it's like, it whips around. It gets longer. It's not always the same height, length. Like this thing gets no. really long. Yeah. It's like he he made a boat out of it. Yeah. There's an image of him making a boat out of it. So, I mean, he's resourceful. Yeah. It's never like explicit. It's always just super goofy and weird. Yes. It's like something it's you see on, on Robot Chicken. Yeah. It's weird because it's also claymation, right? That's what makes it odd. Is that it's all sort of this. I mean, it, whether it's claymation or not, that's the style of it. And yeah, you're right. This is something that you would see on Adult Swim on Robot Chicken. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you know. Look at that. We keep things international, too, because that is what's going on in Denmark. Yeah. Well, and now Danish people, good luck. I think they're fine. They're they're OK they're with this. this. Apparently. They're good. They're OK with this wacky sexuality. Um you know, why not? You know, except except your body, right? Yep. Yep. Except everyone as they are. Yeah. Speaking of, let's talk about Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, why don't you use, you, you know, what's going on with this stuff or all I, don't, I, know I don't really have a that, summary article. You just said you want to talk about it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Because look, I mean, wow. I mean. Tiger Woods is done playing golf, right? Like he's finished. Maybe that's it. No, that's Maybe. it. Like he's done. He's in his he's in his late forties, and now I just sort of it was during the wedding that I kind of just saw like car accident with Tiger Woods. I was like, all right, whatever. Like, sure, 
it's Tiger Woods. If you got in a car accident, I'm sure it's probably blown out of control. But then you actually see where he was and how his car crashed. And they're like his knee, he broke his tibia and his fibula in his right leg. I believe his right leg. And he's yeah. been basically having surgery the last week and a half to fix this thing, or the last week to yeah, fix they, his leg. They mentioned it on uh on CNN that they were that they were um like one of the breaks was the bone going through the skin, which is gross. I didn't like it's saying awful. that. Yeah. Could you think it's of a awful. more horrific injury? He's done playing golf. This is it. Tiger Woods, this is how his career is going to end. It's going to end like this. Because let's be honest, Tiger Woods is not. We keep talking about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has been awful for the last decade. He's no, he, he's won a uh, – didn't he win a Masters yeah, but overall, in the last 10 years? Maybe, but he, but he hasn't been very good. The last Masters he won – well, well, he had a lot of back that's... surgeries too, and the only reason I know this is because CNN kept talking about it, uh, and then you know they they worked it into their hourly rotation and became a twenty minute segment. And they so he won the Masters in twenty nineteen. Yeah, but otherwise, otherwise, but otherwise, but otherwise, hold on, but otherwise, right? I mean, I, this is how dominant Tiger Woods was, right? Right. Like the year two, th- I wanted two thousand to 2001 2001 the u.s open 2001 the u.s the open championship 2001 the pga pga championship 2001 won the masters tournament won the masters in 2002 won the u.s open in 2002 won the masters in 2005 open championship 2005 open championship 2006 pga championship 2006 i mean like this is like he is running and again he won i'll never forget watching that masters tournament where he scored like it was like 18 under the very first tournament he won. He won by like 12 strokes. And if you don't know golf, that's nuts. Like he basically won. It's the equivalent of playing a basketball game and winning like by 50 points. Yeah. You, that's nuts. basically like you, you had a perfect game. Yes. So he, he won 2008 and then hadn't didn't won since. And then he didn't win until 2019. Yeah, but what about other places? Like, did he get second place? You know, did he come close? Like, as far as not being close is... Possibly. I, I, I couldn't necessarily count it out, because the guy came back, and he he obviously, you know, to... I guess he had he had all these injuries, he had these back surgeries, and all these other yeah. things. So the guy, the guy's still... He, he's he's going to be looked back upon as a legendary golfer. Like, oh, no, you can't I take would that away from he, him. Other than Jack... Um, Jack Nicholson. Nichols, Nicholas, Nicholson. I, I, I always want to say Nicholas. It's something like that. It's it is, not. I it's not. It. And again, like that's that that shows how young we are in the in like golf, right? Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas is. I would say anyone over the age of fifty would say is the greatest golfer of all time. And to us, to people our age, he Tiger Woods changed golf. He saved that sport a hundred percent. He got everyone and their mother watching the Masters on Sunday. Like, how crazy is that? That became a major must-see TV event for probably the last 20 years because if Tiger Woods was in the hunt, you were going to watch, period. And this uh, is it. Yeah, it's yeah. done. It's done. Maybe. Got a hell of a comeback story if he could if he comes back. I, I think it's I think this is it, man. Like if you because you play golf and you're a good golfer, yeah. you probably haven't played golf in a very long time. Been a while. Most golf I've done has been at Top Golf, which is good because no one has to see how bad of a putter I am. 
Yes. So, so, so putting is where it ended for you. I mean, it ended well before that, but yeah, sure. We could say that. I, so, I was fine. Yeah. I was fine. It's just interesting because, I mean, like you see how his downfall started when he was apparently sleeping with everyone except for his wife. <laughs> yeah. And then Tiger Woods basically went from this infallible messiah to a very real human being. And the way that the media treated him through all of that, I would say, is probably one of the most deplorable things that the media has ever done to a human being. The dude had a press conference for cheating. It's crazy. Could you imagine if that happened in 2021? Like if he did that, like throughout the, throughout the Trump stuff, you think he was watching Trump and being like, "That guy became president after all the shit he did." Yep, I had yep. to give a press conference. I mean, look, the media was different there. I mean, we talked about Britney Spears. I think did we talk about Britney Spears a couple? No, of we haven't talked about Britney Spears. But that's the same thing, right? All of these, you're starting to get all of these documentaries out about these people in the 2000s, and basically the way the media treated all of these people, all of these stars and made and became extremely invasive into their lives. It shows how far we've come because it shows why stars have control of their social media, why they put stuff out there, why they tend to show you more about their life is because if they don't do it, some creep with a camera in their bushes is going to do that. Yeah. And fill in the blanks, right? And fill in the blanks and then make stuff up. And Tiger Woods is a product of that. Um, so yeah, he shouldn't be cheating on his wife with Perkins waitresses. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that we decided that diving in the Tiger Woods' bedroom to that level was appropriate at all, right? So that's 2009. November 2009, the the National Enquirer publishes this story about all of this stuff. And then all of these women sort of came out of the woodwork or whoever was doing this investigative stuff came out of the woodwork. And then there's a story about his wife taking a taking a golf club to his to his car. Yep. As right? depicted, so like as depicted in South Park. Yeah, all all the jokes about his wife, you know, smashing his car with a with a golf club, and then having to do a press conference, like sitting there doing a press conference as if he had, I mean, as a, as if anything, right? As if he decided he was retiring from the sport. He came out and basically had to say, "Hey, you know, me and my wife are going to divorce because of this." And yeah, I made mistakes, and yet he's telling us. And I'm like, "Why is Tiger Woods telling us this?" He had to go to a sex therapy program. Remember all this stuff. It was nuts. Like Tiger Woods is the most popular sports athlete of the 2000s. Like LeBron is close. He was nothing what Tiger Woods was. LeBron was a kid in 2003. Yeah, but Tiger you're also, Woods at that and you're point. also one man in a in a one man team, right? It's not like you're one of a of a team. Yeah, Tiger Woods you, was his own have, team. He was every stand out on your own because you're you're the you're the guy. Yeah. As much as one person makes a difference on a basketball court, it's like it's still you, part of a team, part of a city, all this other thing. Whereas if it's golf, it's like you're the only one. Yeah, and then Tiger Woods was having like problems with prescription pills. Like it's 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 crazy. And now this happens and again, he's obviously lucky to be alive. Because there's a single car crash, and apparently he wasn't on anything. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't on, you know, he wasn't taking any drugs, apparently, according to this, to these reports now. But yeah, I just, it, the weird thing is, is that this is very close to where I lived in California. <laughs> it's very close. Maybe 20 minutes away from where I lived in Redondo Beach. It's just south of that. Wow. With or without traffic? Without traffic. With traffic, it could be anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour, because that's LA. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. 
Um, yeah. The coverage is super weird. Um, I got. I, I haven't seen much of the coverage, which is why I wanted to bring this up because I obviously haven't been watching much of the news. But how is this being covered? Yeah, the CNN coverage is kind of strange, but all CNN coverage is strange. So yes, post Trump, it's very strange. That's why I like it. It's just it's just entertaining. Um, but this was it's one of the weird things because they started off. It's like everybody's fine. He's uh, you know he's alive. He's in critical condition. He's going surgeries. It's issues with his. You know, it it kind of hypes him up by saying, you know, if anybody could come back from him, it's going to be this. And I knew, I knew when Chris Cuomo started, I'm like, what are the odds? Brian Gumble shows up to the show. And sure oh, enough, Brian Gumble showed up. It was uh, we had uh, what was his name? Bob Costas, I think, was on Anderson Cooper, and then uh, Brian Gumble was on uh, was on Cuomo's show. I was like, yeah, this is this is exactly what I expected. Um, but yeah, they they were kind of like hyping it up and all the other stuff. But at the same time, they do bring up the time in 2009, all those issues. They bring up the back problems. They yep. bring in like how he brought people to the sport. But the other weird thing is how they covered all the like they explicitly covered the types of injuries like Sanjay Gupta's taking a break from talking about COVID to talking about the uh, to yeah, talking about, about the injuries, type of yeah. fractures that these are and what this means and all these other things are like, all right. I mean, we know he's okay. We could, we could probably yeah, talk about, live. we could talk about other news. Than yeah. Look, he's going to live. But the question is, will he ever walk without a limp? You yeah. Don't know. And that's, like, and that's that what level, they're saying. Like, will they're, the guy even be able to walk? Like you can't play, you can't let alone hit a golf ball at the speed and the velocity that you need to be a player on the, on the PGA tour. But can you walk? Can you walk 18 holes without swinging a golf club at this point? I don't know. And the answer is probably no. It's it's very surreal to watch that this was the greatest athlete. And that's what's crazy, right? Because everyone's like, well, golfers aren't athletes. But Tiger Woods was very clearly an athlete when he was winning, when he was hitting hitting these these white, these old and young white dudes over the head with a golf club week after week. He was the greatest of all time. And he completely got a bunch of people into playing golf that wouldn't have been playing golf otherwise. Just period. Yep. So yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, they talk about that how he was one of the first golfers to actually like work out and make yeah, it he was up, doing. And, and a, a lot of people said that regime. He was he was doing too much stuff, which is why he's always had all these back injuries. If he was doing like military training and a bunch of extra stuff, and they're like, you didn't have to do all that. Like you're not, you're not, you know, you're not LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, golf is like ninety percent form. Yes, that's that's what yes. golf and is. and I'm going to say the other ten percent is mental, because yeah, if you mentally break down playing golf, it goes awful from there. I've well, it's consistency, there. but that's the thing. It's like when you get your head out of the game, you you don't. But it's like the difference between the difference between a you know par and bogey is not ten or twenty yards you get from being stronger. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely. comes down Being to your it comes down to your so consistency close. of your form and your accuracy, and uh, and not getting discouraged. Yeah. And uh, you know, just it. I, I I like playing golf. It's fun. I get I get bored pretty quickly because it's a lot of waiting. Um, it's I puppies. so the one <laughs> the the one thing that I could give myself uh, kudos for is that I will never I will never slow down a game. I'm not one of those guys who has to take like a hundred practice swings only to whiff on the shot. Anyway, it's like no, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna take like a practice swing or two, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna hit the ball because it's it's time, you know. 
I'm not going <laughs> to find the, I'm not going to find that right one, you know, find my authentic swing as, uh, as Bagger Vance would say, you know, find your place in the field. Yeah. It's a metaphor for life. <laughs> watch. Yeah. Watch so anyways, I just wanted to bring up Tiger Woods because yeah, like it's, it's, it's super surreal to watch what that guy went through over the last 20 years. It's it's going to be and I know that there was an HBO documentary about Tiger's parents and how they basically like they basically made this kid. Like it's almost like you went into a factory and made like like not not just the fact that yes, you birthed him, but like they formed his personality and when his dad died and when all of that stuff happened, like how it sort of unhinged him and made him something something directionless. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. So I want to watch the HBO documentary. That's on my list of things to get to um, right. soon. And now that obviously he's gone through this, it's yeah, it's it's sad and surreal and fascinating all at the same time. Be great to see him um, to see him recover and actually do make a shot at it. I don't think it's impossible because no, golf is not a, it's, it's not an active either. sport. To your point, yeah. and it'd be funny if he actually like. If he came back by using the old ways, you know, the old living that living that relaxed fatty lifestyle while still hitting that ball, you know? Smoke, smoking a cigarette while he's taking a swing. Exactly. Like, um, like what's his name? Oh, blanking on the other guy from Bagger Vance who smoked the cigarette, who smoked the cigars before taking the shots. Anyway, watch Bagger Vance. Yeah, again, you keep you've always referenced that movie. I've seen half of it. <laughs> I've seen it so much. <laughs> it's so, so bad. Weird. You gotta watch it. You've gotta watch it. And and then we could finally start the Bagger Vance podcast where we just review Bagger Vance every week. Yeah. I think it'll be uh I think it'll be a good uh good luck. I hope you concept. find the guy to do that for. To, to do I would week. I would start that podcast and review and talk about it with a different person every week. Yeah. Look, I I'm going to I'm going to argue that there's the two most important people to the game of golf are Tiger Woods and Bagger Vance. I would argue Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, probably. Cuz that I swing. I wouldn't disagree with that. That running swing. <laughs> he still... did it again. He did it on uh he did a video on Instagram, I think, of him doing that. Did he really? The, yeah, for the anniversary of Happy Gilmore. Cuz how long has Happy Gilmore been out? That movie's got to be 30 years old. Uh, that might have been it. Uh, no, thirty ninety one. Oh, interesting. No way. I mean, would you be surprised if it came out in ninety one? I wouldn't be. Uh, the twenty fifth, twenty five, came out in ninety six. I mean, everyone and their mother tried. You tried that golf swing. I know you did. I did. I might have. Yeah. <laughs> Where you take a running head start and swing the club? It's, it's amazing. hard. It's really it difficult. Hard. It's hard. It's hard to make pure contact. But if you do. It doesn't. Nothing yeah, happens. Then you then you, you a, swing it to the left or right. It's I'll, like I'll it tell you sucks. what though. As a kid, it's a great feeling though to make contact with it when you actually yeah. do. But you're right. It doesn't go anywhere further. But it's no. a great feeling to hear it with the fact that you connected a driver while taking a running start. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's a silly. hell of a feat. It's a hell it's of a feat. Yeah, that that is a good point though. That's right. Like again, impact. if you're gonna say yeah. who the, the the two people, the two people who are the most influential, and look, if you want to say the top three, maybe you put Bag- Bagger Vance in there. I, I'd give you that. I'd give you Bagger Vance by three. But so. Happy Gilmore's got more that that swing, that whole movie made, and that was before Tiger Woods, right? Like Adam Sandler made a golf movie that was great. Yeah, that uh, Billy Madison back to back, right? Like those yeah, are, those, I mean Adam Sandler's beginning that's peak run Adam was Sandler. 
Yeah, and then it's been it's been a mess ever since. Although Uncut Gems, I love that movie. That movie was great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, that's it for the news. Um. Still a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. Um. I wrote here that Charles Blow thing. Um. Did you listen to that podcast? No, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Sorry. But the title was very interesting. I am interested if you actually want to recap me on this. I'd be more than willing to have this conversation. Okay, so let me see if I could do this. Um, let me see how I could explain this. So, I so after the after the Civil War, basically a bunch of a bunch of free slaves migrated to the north, right? Yeah. And as a result, a lot of the political power has all shifted from the south to the north. So, what Charles Blow is arguing in this book that he has, this kind of manifesto, is that. Basically, uh, black people should go back yep. to regain political power in these places where they don't have it. And look, this is not a new idea. This was an idea that was brought up in the 60s and the 70s around Vietnam times of we should just go back. So it's not new, but it's very interesting to hear uh, today's take on this because that is that is a bit of an older school an older 60s 70s civil right movement a bit of the further side of trying to get equal rights was white people don't want us here anyways let's just all go back to africa no it's not going back to africa it's going back to the south going back no but i'm saying no but that's what i'm saying though like it was starting with going back to africa oh okay like that's where that started with hey let's just go back to africa but now like you said it's very clear of it's like hey well let's actually go back to the south and reclaim some of the stuff that we built <laughs> right well he's like, not even we, talking about it in yeah. that sense he's talking about it in the political sense he's like at this point the way that politics is structured is that all the power that the kind of the liberal side not even looking at democrat republican but all the power of the uh, of uh, like black constituents is all focused in specific areas of the country largely in these cities in Detroit, North, DC, yeah. New right? York, Milwaukee, to an New York. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like Oakland, it's all of California, like the, yeah, these places. Absolutely. Yeah. So he said, you know, go back, go to um go to these cities in the south, go to But there's been a lot of that already though. Like a lot of black people, and I mean I would say this is recent as well. Like have a lot of black people that did very well in areas like Detroit. Like, I think this is a big part of Detroit, right? Detroit's history is in the 50s, right? Everyone goes to Detroit because of the auto industry. After World War II, the economy booms. People need jobs, right? Go work on the factory line. We'll basically give you a house, <laughs> and you can have your 2.1 kids. You can have a car. You can have everything you've ever dreamed of. And that was, like, sort of the American dream. If, if it was sold anywhere in, the, in this country, it was sold in Detroit first. And then Detroit pushes to have, you know, after the race riots, after the 50s and 60s of the, of the race riots in Detroit, all of a sudden it's all black leadership, black ownership. All of this stuff is sort of pus- pushing black people to the forefront of politics. And when the auto industry started to die, black people started to to move to Atlanta. That's when Atlanta boomed as a city, right? Because Atlanta has always been sort of the hub of the South, right? If you're going to name one city as in like, where's the Mecca of black people in the South? Atlanta without even a second thought. It's always going to be Atlanta. And that's when a lot of people started moving to Atlanta, started moving to Mississippi, because a lot of the factories and plants moved down there. A lot of the auto manufacturing moved down there. 
So it's an interesting concept of people saying, okay, forget the jobs, like move down to these areas and basically, and again, this is what I'm assuming this was about. No, basically, you're right. Look, you're saying it exactly as yeah, okay. he yeah. was saying it. Because that yeah. the argument that Larry Wilmore was bringing up, because that's where I really heard about this was I listened to Larry Wilmore's podcast um, and he was on and they were having this back and forth. And Larry Wilmore is kind of bringing up the point where you'd say you mentioned jobs and that's one of the key points. It's like, yeah. You don't want to go to these places because there's yeah. nothing there for nothing you. there. It's nothing for you for you to do, and that's the issue. It's like you go for the political power. Okay, cool. Now you've ended up in this little. Let's say you go to wherever the hell that wacko Marjorie Taylor Green comes from. Right? You all go. Let's see what district she represents. Yep. It's somewhere north. It's north Georgia. It's like right on the border, close to the border of Tennessee. But I would probably say it's about an hour away from Atlanta, but it's like in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. It's Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's 14th congressional district. So let's say you have, you know, you get a, a bunch of black people to move over there. Yeah. But then what do you do? What is, like what jobs do you expect them to have? I mean, this is part of the problem though, right? Like I will say, and this has become a big a big event that people have taken. It's something that I knew nothing about, right? Like, I, you, you ever watched the Watchmen TV show, the drama series that got canceled, right? It didn't get canceled. They just, they didn't cancel it. They just didn't or, or want to do a second season. To, which again, which is, again, like, I wasn't a fan of that Watchmen movie. I thought it was awful, right? Yeah. This TV show was great. It was really, really good. And it yeah, starts. Yeah, it was amazing, yeah. It starts with the Tulsa, Oklahoma, basically whatever the 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 Black Wall Street massacre, right? That's okay. how it starts. <clears throat> and this is basically Tulsa as a city. Apparently, was this giant? It was basically Black Wall Street. It was all black owned businesses. Black people were prospering. Black people were doing well, right? So this happened, right? Where black people, as we started to get rights that were equal, and I'm putting that in quotes, right? As things started to start being fair 20, 30, 40, 50 years after the Civil War and after black people are freed from slavery, of course, as you do, as any other immigrant class in, in the country that they come to, right? You start to build your own things, right? Hey, I want to be a tailor. I want to be a butcher. I want to be whatever. I want to build furniture, right? Everyone, you start to find things for your community and you start to build build a bit of a business, right? You build businesses, you build commodities, you build goods and services, and the problem with this is that white people would then come into these areas and basically burn them. They would basically rape and pillage their way through these black Wall Streets, through these black meccas. And the problem is because things were still not equal, <laughs> that's why that's in quotes, they get away with it. So the minute that black people tried to build their own, and anytime that comes up of, you know what, we should stop giving our money. Again, I grew up with people telling me this. Don't keep, stop giving your money to Gucci. Stop giving your money to these rich white people take all the money that you would spend buying you know nike shoes and fancy cars and actually start to build your own stuff right like stop being consumers i think black people in america consume more than any other race or group of people we are buyers we aren't often creators or sellers we buy we consume and so i'm assuming a lot of this is hey you move to the south and if there's people who have money, right, very wealthy black people who've done well, move to the South and be that job creator, right? Create those jobs. Take your business. If you're running a, a logistics business in Detroit, move that logistics business to the middle of Mississippi somewhere. Mm -hmm. But with that comes that massive amount of risk of yeah. Well, I think what the best happens example if your business, is like yeah. What happens if you can't make money down there? What like happens South if the, Dakota? You know, yeah. 
like go to South Dakota? Like why, what, why the South possibly there in yeah. South Dakota where there's, you know, not a lot of black people in, in the Dakotas, right? Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to send a bunch of, so, okay, get a bunch of people there. You just need a, if you want to tip the balance, like win a few Senate seats in, in South Dakota, say you need like 20,000, 20,000 black people need to go over there. But where they coming from and why are they coming there? Like, what is motivating that? Yeah, that but move. It, there is a general fear of, hey, you try to build something, and the white people are going to get upset. They're going to come in. They're going to cause trouble. They're going to burn your stuff to the ground, and then everyone's going to shrug and go, "Well, sorry guys, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't, I didn't see anything that happened, right?" So well, that's, that's when, white, yeah, and and that's the that's the argument for this in a way is because that's when you start getting that power. And to actually get the representation that you deserve instead of getting concentrated in one place. Right. Like I see the argument. I just I struggle with the the real motivation when it comes to practical day-to-day life. Right? Because it's a it's a hell of a sacrifice to ask of people to be like, yeah, go here, go to this place that's not established, build it yourself for the purpose of getting representation. Yep. It's getting one more seat out of the five thirty eight in in uh, in the House of Representatives, and you're like, okay, if you say and so. And I think the main problem is is that most black people would say, why do I have to keep rebuilding stuff when I've already built this stuff? Right, like I've already built, we've already built Ford Motor Company. That was on the black, on the backs of black people putting these cars together in Detroit. So why do we have to keep rebuilding stuff? Why do I have to keep moving? How about you just make this fair so we don't have to do all this stuff? I mean, I don't have to constantly change the rules, and it's a good point. But but if you really want to change the way things are done, and I would say this is to a lot of black people with a lot with a lot of money, right? So I'm talking about your Michael Jordans. Your, you know, your Oprah's, right? So a lot of people in the media, and not just stars and LeBron James, right? But like people who are running businesses and doing very Don well. Lemon. Don Lemon, like all these guys, and Don Lemon did live in Atlanta for a long time. But this is part of it. Like instead of sort of becoming part of, I'm going to say there, as in you know, white people culture. Instead of just going, great, this is what I'm doing, right? I've now just. This I've got a taste of the good life. I'm going to go do this. There's an argument that says, well, you should be bringing that stuff back home, so to speak, right? Like if you look at other immigrants who've come to this country, they came here with that sense of family, that sense of, hey, you make a bit of money, you bring it back to your group of people. You've got to grow your little Italy. You've got to grow your Hasidic area in Williamsburg, right? You've got to grow your Polish town in Detroit and Chicago. You've got to, you know, you've got to grow your little Japan in San Francisco or your Chinatown in San Francisco, right? Like, black people didn't come here with that, I'm here to make a new life. And that's the main difference. Black people are not all one thought process. We didn't come to the States with one goal in mind, which is, this is where we're going to make a new life, where we're going to make a, make this a better place, right? Black people are the only group of people in the U.S., who did not land at the shores of the U.S. with the goals of a better life. And so it's pretty hard to try and convince black people, hey, we should finally get a chance to do that part of America where you come in an Ellis Island and you get hope because you see the Statue of Liberty. And then, you know, sure, you get treated bad because you're Italian in a Polish neighborhood, but you're still kind of white at the end. And you kind of make it through because you stick together as a family because you came here with nothing, with you know, nothing to lose. But people came here in chains. Came here enslaved. You didn't have any hope. 
you got taken away from where you what you knew and got thrown into this new world and got told go go farm this stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it's an interesting concept. It'll never work. <laughs> but you it'll say it absolutely never work. But that it, I guess if you're talking about like playing the game, this is him being like this hey, is these playing are, the game. This yes. is playing the game. Yes. And the so if you want to take the power, you have to get it this way. Like if they do all the imagine that though. Imagine if so all the redistricting that's going to happen, like one of the largest consequences of the of the elections in the past year was not so much the uh, was not so much the presidential election. Obviously, that was pretty big. But the the thing of greater consequence was the was a lot of the governor elections and the local state elections where at this point, we're going to have a ton of gerrymandering as a result of redistricting yes. the states. Yep. So imagine if after those redistricting maps are drawn. Black people just all move into these other districts. Um, into these other districts. Yeah. And completely screw it up after the lines are drawn and be like, all right, cool. We're going to take over this now. We've identified this many districts. We could take these over and now we could have power there. Forget about even representing them as a as Democrats, right? You could actually take them over as a as a local third party, like as a as an actual like black caucus. Why not? Yeah. And that's that's it really can, small, but the, you still are asking a few thousand people here, a few thousand people there, a few thousand people there. Like it's it's a hell of a lot of work. And again, you're sending them to places that are, you know, you're sending you're basically going to places that are not established and probably aren't established up to this point for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. all right, who wants to be a farmer? Nobody. All right, never mind. <laughs> We're not going there. We could use five farmers that would tip the balance of that county. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Okay. Got it. Not doing that. It's- yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, and again, like like you said, it's playing the game. But I think it's a lot to ask for 11% of the country <laughs> and probably even less now, right? It's probably 10%. It's very small because, again, really, what you're asking is, and I would say a lot of people categorize Hispanics and Latinos and Latinx people as having one mindset and like they're not black people, right? But they will become the the majority in this country by 2050, 2060. But I would say a lot of Hispanic people don't think the way you think they do. A lot of Cubans are very Republican. The reason why, I mean, if you look at a map of Miami, Florida mostly lost that election. Are they the Democrats lost Florida because of Miami? Because a lot of Cubans are very happy to vote for Trump. They love Trump. And I think that's the that's the difference where black people, I would say, overwhelmingly tend to think Democrats and voting this way and needing to sort of get into these areas to make an influence. Hispanics, who will become the majority, don't think that way. They don't all think that way. A lot more conservative, right? And ov- overall, a lot more Catholic. And a lot more coming from areas where you go, ooh, communism. Every time you bring up communism or socialism, I remember where I came from, and I don't want that. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. I need to listen to it, though, because, yeah, you sent it to me, and I just haven't had time. Maybe on this flight down, I'll download it and make sure I play it. Yeah, it's a great it's a great podcast. And I, I just like Larry Wilmore's podcast. It's it's the, one of the podcasts that when that comes out, I will it jumps to the top of my queue right away. So... It's uh, I recommend it any any episode. They're all they're all really good. And he's always got some pretty, pretty good takes that I that I like. 
Um, but anyway, you mentioned you mentioned Catholics and thinking about one sense of uh, think of one way. I do need to add this one more point, which is unrelated to all this. Currently, CPAC is going on, which is the conservative something something something. It's like this convention, and it's going down in Orlando, Florida. Started today. They wheeled in a golden Trump statue. <laughs> it's funny, and it's not small either. Isn't that like against the Bible? Yes, it's the it's the golden cow thing. It, I and, mean, I'm and pretty the, sure this base is, in the, is evangelicals, and they're like yes. cool with this. It's, it's a lot of, I just don't yeah. understand what is happening. That's why this this country's fucked. Yeah, Trump's there's not a lot going of away out there. Yeah, there's a lot of Mitch McConnell who said who basically like talked all this shit about Trump. Trump had a retaliate retaliatory comment about him calling him a, what did he call him? Like a smileless, uh, terrible politician or something like that. I don't even know. But anyway, um, Mitch McConnell said on Fox last night, he's like, yeah, if Trump's the nominee in 2024, I'd vote for him. It's like, what? You just said he incited the riot on January 6th. What's wrong with hypocrites, you man. people? They're hypocrites, yeah. man. Yeah. And uh, and that's not going away. This uh, you watch this Ted Cruz, who went down. We skipped. We didn't get to talk about him going down to Florida. Um, he didn't. I mean, going down to Cancun while Texas froze. Um, that happened. I don't know if you heard that story. I did. I heard yeah. a lot of people and Ted Cruz doing a lot of backtracking on well, my daughters wanted to go on a vacation yeah. and I was just going to drop them off and then you come to find he, out he was supposed to stay there for the weekend and Ted, Ted Cruz is a slime ball. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Now, he started his speech at CPAC saying, oh, it's nice in Florida. Not as nice as Cancun, though. And like, they all laughed, didn't they? Yeah. They were like, ah, it's like, this is these are the people. This is them. And you got half of the country who have I'd say it's more like 40% of the country who have a about a 55% power share of the country that uh, that are all about it. And that's that's the problem. Anyway, enough of that shit. Let's move on to a little media therapy. Uh, and let's start with a question. And I'm happy you brought up SWAT because I'm going to ask you this. Who's older? Mm-hmm. LL Cool J. Oh, that's a great one. Or Paul Giamatti. Because LL Cool J's definitely in his early 50s, right? Like, for example, J-Lo just turned 50 last year, I believe. I believe J-Lo is now like, she's going to be 51 soon. But J-Lo was 50. So if J-Lo is 50, right? I'm going to do some, I'm going to try to do some math here. I'm going to guess that LL Cool J is very close to Paul Giamatti's age. I'm going to guess he's around 53. And I'm assuming that's how old Paul Giamatti is. I always forget. So I am going to say that LL Cool J is older than Paul Giamatti by four months. You have it. You're right. He is 53. Yeah. So he is technically the same age. But Paul Giamatti is older than him by, by how many months? six months. Oh, so I got it back. Six or seven months. Paul Giamatti was born yeah. in June. LL Cool J in that's, January. That's a great one. By the way, that one needs to be in the Hall of Fame of the game because that's a tough one. It's great. It's yeah. great because I had to do the math there and think I think they're around the same age. But I thought I thought maybe LL Cool J was older, but he's not. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was, um, a great was good. So what have you uh, what have you been watching? What have you been playing? Been doing nothing. My, my life has been very hectic with work and traveling. 
Um, I haven't watched much of anything. Other than I will say that apparently music videos are still very much a thing. I thought the music video was dead. Oh, yeah. YouTube. Uh, Koreans. Yeah. Uh, you know. And when, you're, a lot of and when you're in a hotel on. room and you're looking for stuff to watch and half the channels are like MTV hits and they're just playing music videos. And there's a lot of kids with a lot of weird names who are making a lot of hits and a lot of Bieber out there. And Bieber is tatted up. And no idea Bieber was tatted up. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm old because I see this and I go, oh, God, what is this? <laughs> your kids and, you, and your crazy and your yeah. crazy tattoos. Put them away. And your hair and your hair and your and your and your songs and your mumbling and your and your. I mean, there was a music video of a British dude who was singing. Right. Or I think he was rapping and he was on a boat. He was sitting on a boat wing That's in the way. middle of the ocean somewhere. And he was sitting there. And he was just he was just talking to us. He was just telling a story. Then he was on a mo- motorbike with a very pretty girl behind him, and he was it was snowing outside. It was snowing on this green screen motorbike, and he was just telling us in his very British way of, you know, the life that he lives. It's very amazing. I don't know the dude's name. <laughs> I have no idea what the name of the song was. It was very interesting. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. I haven't been doing much of anything because I haven't had time to consume a lot of media. Unfortunately, busy, busy, and big changes happening. But yeah, maybe. Within the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to get back into something. I'd really like to get a new video game, yep. right? Like, I'd like to find something new to play. Yep. A um, lot, of, lot of that. A lot of stuff to play. A lot are of you stuff getting, Are you out? getting a PS5? Have you sorted that stuff out? So, I don't know. If the problem right now with the PS5 is to figure out if, it's, if the power will convert, right? If there's a possibility I can get a PS5 from the States and, and have it here. But it's the power problem. So I think I need like a dual, I need dual power or something that will convert the power and not blow the thing up. And it's hard to tell whether or not the PS5 comes with that. It's not region locked, but the power thing is an issue. Yeah, too early to know how that would work. If you're also a you know electrician about it, maybe they'll know. Yeah, and that's the thing. The PlayStation here is the buy PS5 is like 900 bucks if you can find it and you can't find oh, it. Oh, god damn. It was actually available today. Like for a longer period of time, like I think they're becoming easier to find now. It's not like they're not around for seconds. Now it's like a couple hours you have. So that's cool. Um, I've been uh, I've watched some stuff. I've played some stuff. I rewatched Avengers Age of Ultron Hmm. Um, with the one. You watch it because of WandaVision. Yes. Yeah. I was like, let's watch it. And I remember the thing is, even even a bad Marvel movie is still enjoyable, right? Sure. Except for the second Thor. That movie's a chore to watch. It's a chore. There's there's moments where it's fine, but yeah, it's it's not. It's just convoluted. It's it's really confusing. Um, But it also has implications on the MCU in general, which is interesting. So I was like, all right, maybe maybe this stuff will make it a little better. And the thing about Age of Voltron that I don't like, and overall the movie's fine. It's not the best. It's a solid Avengers movie, just like any of the other MCU movies. But it's still in my lower tier only because of the romance, the forced romance between Black Widow and the Hulk, which is so stupid. It's so unnatural. It's so uncomfortable. Yes. And watching this, I understand why it's her constantly throwing herself at Mark Ruffalo. And he's like, what? No. No, I can't. And then she constantly does it again and again. It's uncomfortable. And it's just like really weird. And then finally at the end, and you're like, all right, I guess this is done now. Finally at the end, she becomes this kind of damsel in distress, which is stupid. Because 
you know, why, why would you do that with any of these? And then Hulk comes by to save her. And all of a sudden now things click and he's like, yeah, let's just run away and leave and not, not do this. And she's like, no, you got to be the Hulk and we're going to do our thing. It's like, what, what bullshit character development for no goddamn reason. Development is generous to say it's just bad. It's just really, really bad for an otherwise fine for an otherwise good movie. I'm going to say it's good. You know, I'll, I'll call it what it is. Um, there's a lot of other really weird choices. I never noticed how much uh, excessive cleavage is in that movie, but there's a lot of it. Uh, never really noticed until this viewing of it. Um, but yeah, it's fine. It's good. Uh, did it make WandaVision any better? Eh, not really. Um, but I, I mean, but the I'm still a vision in that movie is weird too, by the way. Yeah. I guess, but I guess that's how movies just, it's very strange. And again, to me, I mean, you make a good point because a lot, a lot of the Marvel universe hinges off the results of that movie. It's very weird, right? For a movie that is a lot of dominoes. Yes. And I think that's, I mean, you know what, if you're a real Marvel fan, that would be my excuse of going, well, look, the point of the movie wasn't necessarily to be good. It was a carrier for all the things that then made really great movies. Right. So the whole, the Civil War thing was all based on what had happened in Slakovia or whatever the heck that place is named. This fictional yeah. Eastern European Sokovia. country. Sokovia. Right. So like that's a lot of like, well, the whole Civil War movie is based off of the results of, hey, this needs to be reined in because they basically leveled the town. And the and it also starts the rift between you know, Captain America and Iron Man. Where Captain yeah, America's so- just like, but Bucky's my friend, even though he's done awful <laughs> things and he killed your parents. Bucky's my friend. And then I'm going to fight you over the fact that my friend's a horrible human being. I mean, that, that, the whole plot of that movie was, was like, oh, come on, Marvel. Like, like, you, I mean, I'm sitting here, like, the guy's mad. He killed his parents. And then Captain America just, they just sit there and beat him with the shield. <laughs> he's my friend you can't punch him and he's just hitting him with the shield and i really you're sitting there watching that being like i really wish that tony stark just had killed captain america just cut his head clean off it doesn't happen wow doesn't happen yeah the civil war movie is great but it also makes me really dislike captain america i I disagree but anyway he had the wrong side he had the wrong side all these dominoes jackass all these dominoes But all these dominoes they set up and the romance is just so tacked on and has no, no bearing on anything else in the, in the universe again, other yeah, than like no point for it. a and I mean, subtle nod to off. it. They've kind of killed off the Hulk. Like I, like if there's one disappointing, like if you're a Marvel fan, you have to be disappointed in the Hulk's involvement in this for one of the strongest, most recognizable superheroes of all time, right? The Hulk's top five. He's got to be top five of all time, right? Superman. I'd say Batman's number or Superman's number one. Batman's number two. Captain America's number three. And I would say now, over the last 20 years, Iron Man is number four. No, sorry. You know what? That's not even fair. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's got to be. Spider-Man might be in three. You're talking about like the most than- known? The most known of all time, the most recognizable names of superheroes: Batman, oh, yeah. it's like Superman, Superman Batman, Batman, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's, Spider-Man's number. Cap- yeah, for sure. And then I'd say Captain America. No, I mean at this point, the, Iron the Hulk Man before Captain more... America. Yeah, because the Hulk's probably. up there, top five. Yeah, man, you got to get rid of because either don't forget, Captain he, America. Hulk or, had a show. Yeah. Hulk had, he had a show. He had a TV with, uh, show. He had Luke yeah, Ferrigno. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Paint I'd say the Hulk. Green. <laughs> Hulk is, has more recognized, uh, has more um, brand awareness. We'll call it. So than... the Hulk is four, then, right? He's got to be four. He's the he was the most recognizable of all the Marvel superheroes. Wonder Woman is probably up there as well. I'd say yeah, she's I mean, probably Wonder, in. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was, and that's what makes the DC. I'd say stuff Wonder so Woman more so than more so than Hulk. That's what makes super. That's what makes the DC stuff so fascinating is because they arguably have the top three superheroes of all time, and they can't make a great movie to save their lives. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, once to watch Nolan, like it's been once, written for you. It's Nolan bailed once he once he yeah. quit once he quit so halfway like, through Dark Knight the Hulk Rises. Is at least top five all time. <laughs> yeah, right. He's up there, and he's completely useless at the end of this thing. No, like not really. he's completely he can't, there isn't even the Hulk in the in the in the what is it the um. The 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 um, in game movie, not in game. Sorry, not in game. What's the other one? Oh, uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. He's he's wearing a suit. It's Mark yeah. Ruffalo in a suit. Yeah, and it's like that's when you want to see the Hulk be the Hulk is there, right? You're in Wakanda and you want to see the Hulk just tear through a bunch of stuff. That's what you. That's what you're there for. And they, they had this whole storyline about, oh uh, well, you know, I can't let the Hulk out anymore. No, the Hulk doesn't. Why? The Hulk was afraid. What, what, why? Why was because it? Because he got because he got his ass beat at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah, yeah. And he got scared. And he got yeah. scared. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's just dumb. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's it's awful. It's awful. God, I hate I hate. Maybe this is why I hate the Marvel stuff is because I felt like the Hulk got a bad rap. The Hulk's the greatest Marvel. But he's character back now. He's back in. Uh, he's he's tearing stuff up in. Uh... Barely. He was like in the background. Guess. It was in the background of the waterfall. He put on the, put on the glove. He put on the glove. He uh, he's he? the one who used it. he used the glove. He's the guy. Jesus. The guy. Yeah, man. He's the only guy that used the glove without dying, without biting the dust. Yeah, because cost Tony Stark his life. But anyways, yeah. Um, I don't. I feel weird. like you're not. You, you know, you you want to hate on this stuff. You're not even giving. You're not even giving your. Boy I don't remember it. I don't remember because it it's all very forgettable to me. It all is the same. It's action figures rubbing together, and then boom, and it, that's what it is. It's it's smashing action together. together. Yes, it's rubbing action figures together as they fight. That's what it is. It's smashing the toys together. Yeah, smashing them together. That's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there's a little rub. But uh, Wandavision, Wandavision's been getting pretty good. I've been enjoying is it, it because I watched the I didn't watch eight I watched the previous one I was like whatever it's just the same old crap okay but yeah Marvel's great and they make great things so I, yeah look I, I, I'm 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 an outlier in this right like Marvel is I don't care about me Marvel makes great stuff it's just the small things like come on the Hulk why why do we keep making Spider Man movies and we can't make a decent Hulk movie. Although the Edward Norton movie is great, I love that. I'd, movie, I'd argue it, that uh, Thor Ragnarok was a pretty good Hulk movie. It was all right. Yeah, it was fine. But again, I would say it's a you know, he just goes fights goes fights a wolf. When like you want to see the Hulk smash everything, like the, the whole Hulk bit the at the first Avengers movie is the best part of the movie. Yeah, okay. when the Hulk's just tearing through New York City, just smashing stuff up. You're right. There's a pretty good Hulk fight in. Uh, yeah, now he you make me want to watch that movie. You make me want to watch the original Avengers movie because that Hulk has, great. A, Hulk has a good uh, a fight team up action. In, you, got, uh, you know, Avengers, you Iron Man throwing lasers at Captain America. He's deflecting with his shield. It's great. Yeah, 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 a lot of fun. So yeah, Ultron, it's fine. It's fine. Go ahead, go watch it. I don't know. Yeah, it's the worst of all. If you were going to tell anyone to watch one Marvel movie, what is the one? If someone says, "I just want one movie," what's the movie you're going to have them watch? Uh, 
the first Captain America movie. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's the one. Um, the problem is you anything past, it would be the original Iron Man, the original Captain America movie, maybe Thor Ragnarok, but that, that gets a little too wacky. The, the problem is once you get past a certain point, everything becomes, there is referential stuff in order to really get it. Like Winter Soldier is probably my favorite. Marvel movie. I think that's like a perfect movie, hmm. but I think it's, it's better with the context of the original, the original Captain America movie as well, which I also really enjoy. So I mean, Winter, Winter Soldier is amazing, yeah. but it's just, it's tough to recommend as a standard movie. Cause you're jumping into the second one. You know, what's interesting as a standard movie, I actually think black Panther stands really well on its own. Oh yeah, that's it's true. odd in the universe, right? Like it, it's mm-hmm. just kind of there's so much sort I of outside that as well, things. I should say Black Panther's got some real, some real dodgy stuff in it from a visual standpoint. Yes, but from a movie on its Those own, rhinos, man. I don't know why. What were they thinking? <laughs> I mean, it's it's the it's the fight in the waterfall. It's the crowd in the waterfall that gets me when you're just like, Ooh. um, yeah. But that's that's the I would because for me it was always original Iron Man. But after watching Black Panther again, some X amount of time ago, the movie stands really well just on its own as a movie, just as telling the story of what makes someone a superhero and the family stuff and all the stuff that makes just a good film to watch and sort of this own Civil War idea. It's got a bunch of themes in it all in one movie. Uh, I'd actually tell people to watch the first Black Panther. It's the only Black Panther. Sure, I'm the only black man. <laughs> yeah, I you know it's a good point. I didn't I didn't really think about that, and I and maybe because it feels so, um, it's it still super so, connected to the rest of the universe, right? Because that movie came out right before. It's not, it, but there's no that's that's one of the that's one of the only movies that comes out between that maybe ant no cuz even ant man but I'd say black panther is the only movie that doesn't touch any other hero yep in the in the MCU yeah during the entire it runtime of the movie back Andy Serkis's character <laughs> that's it yeah and, otherwise and, you're and fine. you don't need to know, yeah. but he's not one of the main heroes like even no. ant man I was thinking of the original ant man movie and how well maybe that does Which no is a great that movie. actually it's a great heist movie it's a good movie yeah but he interacts with falcon at one point which adds to it. But I, I do like the original Ant-Man. Like, it's any of those origin movies. I'll put it that way. Any of the origin movies is a good starting point. It's the best thing that Marvel does is a good origin story. They, they crush a good origin story. Yeah, but I think that... But, man, Winter Soldier is just such a good movie. It's just so good. The pacing is perfect. Like, I I can't get over how good that movie is. That movie is, like, infinitely rewatchable. Hmm. It's great. It's just so good. Um, yeah, I, I just think, uh, but I, I think as far as recommendation, yeah, Black Panther's a good one. I still like the original Captain America. I love the first half of the original Captain America. It's so good. The first Iron Man is great too, though. Like Terrence Howard really messed up. Oh my God. <laughs> is there, is there a bigger, do you think anybody regrets turning down a role? More Will than Smith Paris. with The Matrix says that he regrets that because he was yeah. supposed to be Neo, but there would have been a totally different movie with him in it. Yeah, that's true. 
Man. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who turned down a role. I think that's the one that always sticks out in my head. Um, but Terrence Howard got greedy. He Tom saw Hanks. the Marvel Tom Hanks money. was supposed to be uh, Super Mario in oh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. I think he maybe maybe saved himself from that. I think he I think he chose to be in Philadelphia instead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but th- that's what I would say. So, that, man, there's just so many good movies in that. But I really think that, like a good show, like a good series, it just builds on each other. And I think that's why. I like WandaVision as much as I do because it just does a good job of this. It's just the next step in building out these things. And the beauty of watching these movies instead of watching like binging shows is always a big, feels like a big undertaking mm-hmm. for me. But if I could watch, you know, three movies a year that are building out this universe and now you're going to give me one concept. show a week. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting it's concept of, I wonder if whether or not anyone will ever do that of like, we're going to release like three movies to basically tell the story of a series. That's kind of what the Sherlock TV show did too. Hmm. Yeah. I never like watched it. They're good with the batch. They're pretty I good. Never watched it. Never watched it. I never watched the last season. Um, but yeah, they're pretty good. So otherwise, yeah, watch, watch those one division episodes. Those were pretty solid. Um, I'm digging it, but you know, I don't think it's going to change your life. Uh, but it, but it, again, it's going to serve as vital pieces. You got Falcon and winter soldier. You got Falcon and the winter soldier starting in about three weeks, which I'm excited about. Um, yeah. Otherwise, um, been playing some stuff. I finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla and that game is excellent. That is, that might have jumped up to being one of It's either my top one or second favorite Assassin's Creed game now. It's going to be, it's battling it out with Syndicate, which that refined the original formula. Valhalla has really executed the new formula in in perfect, perfect way. Now that game is buggy as hell. I encountered so many problems while playing that game. And despite that, I still loved it. I had to play, replay like, I'd say an hour of that game twice, two times, two separate times I had to do that. Because of uh, some weird savings, saving issues. Um, there was a weird bug that got resolved only during my last um, few days of play where people would be talking and their lips wouldn't be moving. So that was very odd. Um, didn't so have any Assassin's, crashes. Is the Assassin's Creed game still the same or it's like you're technically in a lab and you're like playing as some ancestor? Or do they it's just go still, away from that? And now they're just like, we're going to make different games in different areas of the, of like history. So it used, it still is through the animus, but they really dialed back the actual, um, like the amount of focus. So in the is original there even game, like stealth in it, right? Cause the original Assassin's Creed was yeah. like this stealth game. Do you still like dive off of stuff into hay barrels? Oh yeah. That's in every, that's in every game. They've, they've kept that in all of them. They've always had an element of stealth. Odyssey did it the worst because I'm but watching the gameplay switched, and it just this game looks like uh, it yeah. looks like um, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah, Valhalla definitely switched to more of a yeah. It's like you're a Viking kind you're of tearing th- stuff up. Yeah, exactly. It gives you the option to do it with no consequence, um, but also you can't. The stealth in this game is actually better than it was in Odyssey, so you can actually go through and one hit assassinate people, be stealthy. And then you have the tools to kind of 
freely jump into combat and into stealth like yeah, seamlessly you're, you're without a lady viking in this huh yeah yeah so you could play as a you could play as a man or or a woman or both and when you do both it's because there's a section of the game where you actually play as a different character and that's represented by either a male or female as well so if you do what they suggest yeah the canon character is a woman and she's like and so that's what i did and she is like one of the most badass characters. Yeah, in, yeah, she uh, is. In the she series. is. She is kicking everybody's butt. Everybody yeah. get a whooping. Yeah, they call her Wolf Kissed because she was like, you start off, and she was like attacked by these wolves. So you got this mark on your neck from that attack when you were Wolf a kid. Kiss. Wow. Yeah, it's just so badass, and it and the pacing for a game as massive as that never felt like a drag. Like I was, it, the amount of I put so many hours into this game. And I love. Oh, yeah, here you I, go. Now you're jumping on. I'm watching the part where you're jumping on trees and you're jumping down from stuff. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some part. I got more. it. I I think the I love the. I, I mean, I I've played every asset main Assassin's Creed game. Um, I Origins was when they completely redid the franchise and took it from this more urban, um, a lot of scaling buildings and pure mostly stealth. There's always combat, of course, but. Not very much more like an action adventure game with some stealth elements. This was the origins was when they made it more of an RPG. Odyssey doubled down on it and had this insanely large world, which really leaned in on these kind of power levels to lock out parts of the world and really mess you up. And the stealth was not great because if you were in a certain level, then you'd basically like sneak up behind a guy, stab him, and then he'd just kind of brush you aside. You have to fight him anyway, so it was kind of bullshit in that regard. Um, this game brings that back, but I loved Odyssey. Um, Origins was tough to get through, uh, but Valhalla is just, they nailed it. It's so good. And um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it, even if you're not a fan of Assassin's Creed. I'm not a, a fan of Assassin's Creed. As a standalone so. game, just yeah. the parts, because you'll have... I'd say probably 2% of the game is actually the stuff outside of the... Do you think they'll ever make like a modern version of this game? Have they? Where it's like you actually play as like a... Like some modern day, like modern, like post-World War II or even like around like before that, right? Like there 1800s, was, 1900s, like slavery uprising in Haiti or something like that. So there is a section... Man, dude, there, there's they covered so many. There's been so many assassins. There's a lot of games there's a lot of these games, and I that just, I need after, that like yeah. some of this stuff has already been covered. So there's a the um, so Syndicate is so cool. That's again, I think that might be still be my favorite one, but it's been a long time since I played it. Where that took place in the British Industrial Revolution, and there's actually sections of the game like these side stories where you're actually playing as another character in world war ii and like a world war ii setting then you had assassin's creed 3 which was the american revolution where you play as a native american guy oh that's cool i remember that yeah i remember that now and people universally don't like that game i actually really like it um and drew is also a, a fan of the series i mean the funny thing is is that also I feel look like up look up the- assassin's creed freedom cry i feel like ghost of shishima beat them to making like a feudal japan Oh, Assassin's sure. Creed, right? Like they for totally sure. were like, we have to hurry up and make this game before these dudes make a crappy version of this. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima basically made the best Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That's, so there you go. So I have, I have played it. I'm done. Yeah, but Valhalla is like twice the size 
and still excellent in its own way and does something a bit different. I'd say Ghost of Tsushima is probably the best classic Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, that game is awesome. It is. It is really, really good. So yeah, I played that. Um, basically played through Super Mario 3D World on the Switch. Um, you know, still still waiting to play some co-op if anybody wants to do it. Um, Bowser's Fury is on there. I haven't even started it. Bought Persona 5 Scramble on the Switch. I haven't even started it. And um, also started playing. I've been playing through Control again on my PS5 because they re-released that. That's what an excellent game. The best, some of the best world building ever in a game. If you want a game to play through, I could I could recommend Control easily. Hmm. Like that game is fantastic some of the coolest storytelling in any game same guys who made the original who made max Payne one and two um they did uh they did quantum break alan wake oh yeah just game. just a really really great game and it's on playstation plus if you if you have it you could get it on there yeah so i recommend all those things and cyber shadow is another game i played a little bit of which is classic ninja gaiden throwback and uh, if you want a classic style game with a classic difficulty that's just going to constantly kick your teeth in unapologetically, then I recommend it. It's on Switch. It's on it's on every platform. I've been playing it on uh, Series X because it's on Game Pass. So, yeah, that's that's my list. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Um, not really making much progress in that one, but all the other stuff, you know, I find the time. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Anything else? Nope, that's it for me. I will see you in two weeks. <laughs> Wonderful. Good luck at the hockey tournament. Yeah, we'll I'm, all be rooting for you while you're so. while you're down there. You know, pass pass around the he's abroad flyers. You know what to do. Give them give them all the information. It says to go to he's That's where you got the links to go to iTunes, Spotify. If you're going on iTunes, review us, rate us. My iPad is too far away. Otherwise, I would tell you if you owe anybody a dollar. But we'll check that out in two weeks. And until then, this podcast is over.